0: Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos.
1: Hello. So this is part four, episode 23. Yes. Part four of, and the last episode on Brutons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also have one last video, which I called kind of an epilogue, yes. right, um, to kind of, Tie everything together and say goodbye to the hospital because again we're getting close we're to going home. We're getting ready to go home. Yeah, we're getting so we're close. So I think
0: you were going on a trip, so he we knew this was going to be the last day that Carlos would be at the hospital, and it was sad when you spend seven months of your life.
1: Yes, getting and
0: to know everybody that's there.
1: And I think I went around and kind of, you yeah. know, I, I was doing this whole Bruton's thing that you saw in the past three episodes. Um, so I was doing that whole thing. But at the same time, I'm saying goodbye to people that we've who are patients, you know, and parents that we met. And I'm saying goodbye to the staff. And, and But at the same time, I still got a little vinegar in me about this Bruton's thing going on. So, um, So let me show this last clip, which is the epilogue. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, hang around to the end because I actually pan over Mm -hmm. to Aiden um, and he um, is unfortunately sleeping. But you get a glimpse of what he looked like right before he went home uh, after uh, this last and final round. Final round
0: of treatment. So here's a video. Yes.
1: So this is the epilogue and, um, you know, we've gone through this very long journey, seven months, um, and if you go back to the time when we were here back in 2003, uh, you know, almost nine years now, and Aiden has done an amazing job um, throughout all this, throughout his time uh, with the A-gamma clob anemia. Um, He's certainly done a fantastic job uh, getting through this uh, cancer, and most of all, I think we as a family um, have fought very hard to get to this point where we're at, where we're so close to getting these last few numbers so Aiden can come home for good. And we appreciate everything that everybody has done. Um, Kim and I are strong believers in positive energy and the power of prayer and positive thoughts. And we appreciate everything that everybody has done. And just looking at this board, knowing that we have probably less than 10 days to go, This has been a crazy experience and we have seen a lot, cried a lot, um, had a lot of hope and realized we had a great group of friends and relatives that have helped us so much on this journey. And please know that this has been a very stressful time for us. And if we have in any way have been uh, maybe a little short with somebody or um, maybe didn't get back to somebody quick enough or just told you thank you, um, we certainly apologize because this has been the most trying experience of our life. And tonight, it's about 10.30 at night, to erase this board because I'm leaving tomorrow and I am not scheduled to be back here Uh, and I think Aiden will be home after that so I probably won't be back up at the hospital so I did a lot of soul searching and looking around Uh, up here today I said my goodbyes and I want to thank everybody um, out there who have helped us Ultimately, this is what it's about, you know, hating getting cured, even though he's sleeping right now, but my boy's getting, getting his hair back. And hopefully it'll be my son again, the way I knew him before all this. Bye. So... It's weird seeing that, you know, uh, and weird seeing Aiden lying in that bed, which we have saw for, you know, six, seven months. Mm, and we
0: discussed um, maybe, like, should we cut that? But then you were like, it's been on Facebook for how <laughs> many years? Right. Yeah, 12 yeah, years yeah, or 12 something? Years. So, yeah. just
1: So, you know, and man, I just saw everything that he went through and just coming out of that like knowing like okay we cured the aml right he's so close to getting that neutrophil number so we're not gonna have to deal with that anymore and yeah, maybe cured. maybe there's a glimmer of hope that this Bruton's is also cleared and maybe i can get some of that vibrancy that he had especially before aml you know and you know a few days after he got his ivig treatments he would be strong and wanting to go out and play and do all that stuff and you know, and maybe I could get some of that back, you know, so that was the emotion I was feeling yeah. at the end of that, you know, was maybe we're going to get our son back in some way, shape or form.
0: Just get him healthy again, like and completely healthy. And that's what we were looking forward to. <laughs> that's what and we're hoping for. It. Yeah.
1: So the big reveal of all this is yes. um, today, as of today. 12 years later. Yep. Aiden has not had an IVIG treatment.
0: Nope. For Brutons. Since about a year after we went home.
1: Since about a year. So they did some weaning, right? Took about a year. Some other stuff, you know, was going on that we'll get into later on. Yes. But to put a nice, neat little bow on it, Aiden was cured Cured of of Brutons, which is also called... (laughs)
0: X-linked A-gamma globulinemia.
1: And that acronym is XLA.
0: XLA, you'll see that in yep. short. Yeah, that's easier to say, XLA. So,
1: for those of you, because we've teased this for three and a quarter episodes, mm-hmm. for those of you at home who happen to be watching this and were drawn to this video because we put Bruton's or X-linked mm, Is a- there a
0: cure? Is, was the title of the video? Is videos? there a cure? Yes. Yes.
1: And Aiden was the first documented case uh-huh. of a person having AML and Bruton's at the same time. Mm-hmm. And to our knowledge, to this day, mm-hmm. he is the first and only to our knowledge to this day, mm-hmm. person who has been cured of Bruton's or X-linked A gamma XLA. Yes. That's, whoa, take a minute. <laughs> take a minute let's revel in that for a second because we were just two people who said there's something different here there's something going on let's take a look at it and the title of this podcast is typically unique mm-hmm. and we heard typically unique so many times in the hospital that we became immune to that, and we pushed forward.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if we became <laughs> immune to it. We were like, annoyed by <laughs> it. Annoyed by like, it, yeah, but it didn't I mean, stop us. No, it kind of made, yeah, we, we were not being stopped by that. Like, I, we just persevered anyways, just Be, questioning things. Yeah, well,
1: because when somebody would say, oh, that's typical, everybody would walk away, and we would stop what we were investigating or questioning right Mm -hmm. or you know oh hey you know that's unique but you know things will you know turn out okay you know don't don't worry about it you know or everybody's unique everybody responds to things differently we just said okay thanks for that non-response we're gonna look into it a little bit more
0: right and most people would just accept that And I'm just, I'm definitely not that kind of a person. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. And you aren't either. Well,
1: that's the teaching moment here, right? Mm -hmm. That's what typically unique is, was started for, is we persevered Mm -hmm. through some of these things that, or some of these instances that we were kind of told, oh, you know, don't worry about that. That's not a big thing. Or, you know, that's going to take too much. we persevered through that when they were just, telling us not to, you know, or Mm -hmm. not to worry about it. And the other thing I want to mention, you know, I guess about that is, you know, I don't want to put the doctors and nurses and everybody in a bad light. Rainbow Babies and Children's was phenomenal. Yes. That is a truly world-class hospital, and they deserve every single accolade That they get.
0: Yes, I appreciated every second of being there. I felt um, comfortable knowing they were doing the best they could. I felt like we had the best world class doctors, staff, they're connected with the research facility up there at Case mm-hmm. Western. I mean, we never doubted that. No. never doubted that, but we're also still going to question even <laughs> right. that, those you know that level of uh, care. yeah so,
1: And it was, I think, you know we didn't come from it because you know one of the things they did initially was get off the internet. Kim get yeah. off the internet it's going to give you a bunch of bad information you know we were told that probably the first month when we were up there Kim right. get off the internet stop you know looking things up. stop looking things up we didn't take that advice because I think we talked about in one of the very early episodes here was that helped us speak the language right you know even though it's a foreign language to us it helped us speak the language and we became knowledgeable maybe through some misinformation and we had those conversations right But we became knowledgeable about everything that Aiden was going through. And nobody knew his medical history better than, well, her, me a far (laughs) second, you know, and then everybody else a way far third.
0: Well, and you do have to be careful when you look things up on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you have to know yourself and trust yourself to have that, you know, can you separate what could be realistic and what, oh, that's, you know, that's too far out there, you know. I mean, do, we can see those things and differentiate all that, you know. And if I wasn't sure, I would ask the doctors, and if they would say, oh, absolutely not, and explain to me why, and I understood that, I would be like, okay. Yeah. yeah no, no harm. No <laughs> harm right. in that. So... You know? And we
1: would try to take the time like, you know, in rounds if we could, you know, we did not want to hold up the whole line because there's a whole bunch of people doing that in rounds. But when the doctor would come in specifically for Aiden, right, to have that time and talk specifically, you know, about his case, that was a perfect time for Kim to ask some of those questions. And, and I think she did a great job in doing that, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that led to um, us starting to question things. Um, later on and during the AML treatment that maybe no fault of anybody, but sometimes things were missed and we were able to pick up the ball and catch them a little bit, you know?
0: Right, and I think, so, I mean, if if the Bruton's is going to be cured from the treatment he got, that's going to happen regardless of whether we brought it to somebody's attention or not, right? It was It happened... Because of the medicine, and so no matter how anybody was thinking or feeling, us, the doctors, the staff, anybody, that was an outcome that was going to happen. Right. So, us kind of bringing it and noticing it ahead of time is just, its it was interesting to us. It was a hope, you know, for us. So, yeah, well, it was going to happen anyways, but... We wouldn't have found out until way later. Exactly. When, you know, they would have been giving him the IVIG on schedule, and probably his numbers would just always—they would always have been high, and that's when it would have been discovered. We just maybe helped a couple years later. Earlier, yeah. right? And I just wanted to verify how important to the scientific community that Aiden that that this discovery was, and um, I, he was actually written about in a scientific article, his doctors, all his immunology, immunology doctors, the cancer treatment doctors, um, all of the staff that helped with any of his care, any of his um, Labs, lab work, mm-hmm. the analysis of his lab work. There are quite a few um, authors on this scientific journal article, and I'm sure that, I'm sure it was probably published in many different places. Um, I found it through the National Institute of Health. Um, it's, and this, uh, the top of this article says HHS Public Access Author Manuscript. Pediatric Blood Cancer, author manuscript, and it was published September of 2015. Um, And the title is... um, Successful Treatment in a Patient with X-Linked A-Gamma Globulinemia and Acute Myeloid Leukemia. And then it lists all the doctors... And just the short, it's a very, you want to talk about medical language. (laughs) There's a lot of medical language in here. I can't read that thing. (laughs) Basically, um, it says in this part that um, although malignancy has been observed in patients with XLA, we present... The first reported case of acute myeloid leukemia (AML) in a patient with XLA. We also demonstrate the complete correction of the XLA. Woo hoo! And then they just go on to medically explain how that happened. Is that so, crazy? Such a big deal. Is that? Yeah. I
1: mean, that is absolutely crazy. And again, you know. I go back to and and let me step back for a second before I go to this. You know, Kim, once this was done, they they really wanted to publish this, right? Once they were on board and said, Okay, this is cured. Yeah, we don't we don't need to do anything. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All the data. You know, tip hat, Carlos, Kim, you guys are right. (laughs) You know, this is good. Kim assisted in providing as much information data yeah. that she could provide. I mean, she, she even called some research folks in Seattle just because, you know, hey, I want to learn more about this and, you know, tell me what's going on and maybe for some other reasons, but Kim's a bulldog, well, right? Well,
0: that's a funny story. So <laughs> there's only like one lab, I believe. <laughs> there could be two, I don't know. But at the time, again, back in 2011, uh, I believe there was one lab that you could send... Blood work to to really get into the DNA and the the way that they were looking at they were um, full
1: analysis of the blood work. Full, yeah. Yeah, yeah, full
0: analysis to look at all these IgGs and IgAs yeah. to find out exactly the pinpoint spot where his mutations and everything were. And at one point, I had questions, so I got on the internet and I think I knew the doctor's name that was out there. I knew the name or the name of the lab or however I had. Because
1: one. we saw it on some paperwork. I probably that, saw it yeah. on
0: a report that I got, yep. you know, made <laughs> note of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I found the phone number of this place through, re- through searching on my own. Like I always say, I need to be a detective.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> found a phone number, called that place and they were like, how did you get this number?
1: Who are you? How did you, how get, did this? you get this number? <laughs> You're not a doctor? You're not a <laughs> lab
0: person? No, I'm just a mom. <laughs> just a mom with some questions about my kid. And it was just funny. And those, they answered. They, they talked to me. Yeah. They, they were just surprised. I mean, they don't deal with patients. That's why. Right. They have hospitals and labs send them blood, and then they do... The analysis, so yeah. that was out of the ordinary for them, but that's the lengths I would go to.
1: And I don't want to end this on a negative note, so I'm going to talk about this now, and then we can get back to all the great stuff that I think we did to help assist make this happen. So, yeah, there were once all this was found out, right, and they were going to start um, putting this article together. I think they had reached out to us a couple times years later probably even a couple years ago just a
0: few years ago
1: yeah just a couple years out
0: of the blue which was crazy yeah they
1: they would call us uh they would call kim and say you know hey could we get some of Aiden's blood we want to continue to do research because um when you read the if you read (laughs) that um that article they talk about doing some trials they're looking at less invasive ways yes to cure Brutons because of what we went through.
0: Right. So what Aiden went through was really brutal. They're trying to look at, can we replicate this? Can we do this in a less uh, brutal, harsh way? Right. Right. So that's what we think they're trying to uh, study.
1: So one of the things about this cure for the the incurable disease, right, (laughs) was when I walked into those um, stations at the hospital where they were giving these infusions and Bruton's patients were all around, you know, and looking at how many people were just in our area on one day of the week at one hour of the week, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 people. I mean, could you imagine filling that? All week long with hundreds and hundreds of people who have this. That's mind-blowing to me. I've never heard of this Brutons beforehand. But having those people have an opportunity for a cure. And because this paper was written, people are picking this up and saying, let's do some trials. Maybe we can find a less harsh way to go about this. Patient zero would be a big help Mm -hmm. in this. And unfortunately, so we
0: get this phone call a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, and even prior. You know, a, a few times we've gotten a phone call or, you know, things like that. Um, we got this phone call a couple years ago, and patient zero does not want to participate. Yeah. And so, again, Kim and I look at this a little bit through some different lenses, right? I see both sides. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I see both Doesn't sides. Doesn't mean soon. I like it. Yeah. But... To me, Aiden was poked and prodded, mm-hmm. and you know he went through so much, and he finally doesn't have to be poked and prodded anymore. Yeah. And hey, hey, you know you haven't been poked and prodded in a few years. You want can to come we poke back and, and prod poke you, you some more? You yeah. know, it ain't happening. No. Right now, on the other side, how many people can we help? And we try to appeal. Yeah. To that.
0: Oh, I, yeah. In I, him, yeah,
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: We try to have those conversations, and too. how did they? Maybe go? someday. Yeah. We keep saying maybe yeah. someday he'll change his mind, but because you know how awesome to contribute to science like that and and help further the study. So
1: I mean, and and he is literally patient zero yes. for this, and could. I mean, a massive amount of people could really benefit from he this. He helped from it. And, and he just does not want to participate. So a lot of things could happen, you know, and hopefully somewhere down the road um, they could find maybe a less invasive way to, to cure this based on the things that they learned with Aiden. Maybe Aiden would want to participate in yeah. the future. Yeah. And and that's... We keep hoping for hope, that too. Yep. A hope. Yep. But... I want to come back to the fact because, I, you know, I just want to kind of wrap up the whole Bruton's things. You may mm-hmm. hear about it in future episodes, but that had a clear start and a clear end, yep. right? So that one's pretty clean. This will be the last focus on Bruton's. But I am so proud of you <laughs> for what you did through this because, you know, Kim, you made it comfortable for him going through this. I mean, you sought out like, why am I getting emotional? You sought out home health care for him. Yeah. You sought out the best home health care person because we kicked out about three or four.
0: I, yeah, you have to do what's best for the patient. Right. So I'm not gonna, yeah, you just have to night, you know, nicely, I guess, but well, you
1: you do it, how you do it, baby. But, uh, I mean, kudos to you for for making this as comfortable for him as you did with even before home health care. You know, you took him to those treatments with a movie under one arm, a video game under another arm, a book under your chin, Snacks. snacks, you know, blankets, pillow. I mean, you did a fantastic job. I Thank so you, love man. you for that, you know, <laughs> and I know that I'm kind of like, hey, let's just go up and get it done, you know, <laughs> whatever they got up there, let's do it, you know, I mean, but I, you know, that that's where we're different, right? I mean, Kim's like, how can I make this the most comfortable? And I, you know, I just love that caringness about you. Um,
0: well, and to get, I know there's parents going out, going through that right now and, not, I'm not, like, bragging. Like, oh, well, I did something else, too. <laughs> try to make it a, a, a fun day afterwards. So, like, sometimes I would try to plan something right when we left to go, like, somewhere special to eat or go do something fun so that that's not the only thing that day. Like, he had something to look forward to. Right,
1: right. No, and I think from, from that, you know, I think just you advocating at the hospital um, because we were still going through... Bruton's when we were at the hospital with AML and we still had to work with the immunologist and, you know, and they had to come from their practice to talk to our doctors here at Rainbow to make sure that everything and, you know, we would call them in on occasion. Hey, what's going on with this? And, you know, um, especially at the end,
0: quite a few occasions, you know,
1: and um, so it was, you know, we put ourselves on the line. We opened ourselves up to some ridicule probably um because we were being a little too demanding but Kim powered through all that and this Bruton's and and her help afterwards to the medical professionals that reached out she answered every question she took every call she did everything in her power to try to get you know Aiden to participate Um, this was not a roadblock this was you did everything to help you know put this out there so hopefully in a few years from now when they do find the cure, I hope in some way your name is attached to it. I think think it would be appropriate if in some way your advocacy should be attached to that in some way. And I'm (laughs) stating it here on Typically Unique, (laughs) episode 23, that I am nominating (laughs) Kim Aponte (laughs) to have... Whatever this cure could be in the future, her name is in that somehow, some way.
0: And I don't know if that is to be connected to Bruton's, but I do like advocating. So I have kind of looked forward at how can I contribute and my way of giving back maybe um, when I retire in a few years (laughs) (laughs) would be to help do that for families because um, I enjoy it. It's helpful to people, and um, I think I'm pretty good at it. No, oh, you're good, <laughs> I'm good at it. At being a pain to people <laughs> and asking questions. You're but, good at it.
1: Well, you're persistent, you know, and people sometimes, when you get pushed back, you shut down, and yeah. you didn't shut it down.
0: Yeah, I don't. I try not to take no for an answer mm-hmm. until it gets to the point where that makes sense to me. Okay, we can't go any further. But
1: Kim can't take no for an answer, and I like to wait I like to always find a way to say yes. Yeah. And I think that combination, combination is, I think, perfect for us. And I think a way that um, we helped Aiden through this this process, you know. Yeah. And let's just keep it in the the Bruton lane for now because we got other stuff we gotta we gotta go through here. Which next episode done with Brutons. So what do we got next? We we still haven't left the hospital from AML. So should we pick it up no, there? No, but
0: we know we're curing the AML. And we just got to get out of the hospital. And, you know, that's not just, it's over when, when the day you leave the hospital. So there's a lot of ongoing care after that. So we'll continue on our timeline um, with that in our next episode. Bye. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye now.